Why do we have a pessimistic view of the world's development? Matthias Sundin. How people view the world and the future. Most people think the world is worse off than it is. If that's what you believe, there's a high risk that you also have a negative outlook on the future. Professor Hans Rosling discovered this after his students refused to believe him when he showed them statistics on how rapidly poverty was decreasing and how quickly rates of literacy were increasing. This was unexpected, as getting into his course on global health required the highest grades. Students like his should have possessed knowledge about the state of the world. To get a clearer picture, he subjected them to his chimpanzee test. He put together five pairs of countries, where one country had twice the child mortality rate as the other, and asked the students to choose which country in each pair they thought had the highest. You can test yourself. Sri Lanka or Turkey? Poland or South Korea? Malaysia or Russia? Pakistan or Vietnam? Thailand or South Africa? If you were to write the names of the countries on bananas and ask chimpanzees to choose, they would on average get 2.5 right out of 5 possible. The students got an average of 1.8. Rosling also gave this test to the professors at Karolinska, the same professors who each year award the Nobel Prize in Medicine. They got 2.4, almost tied with the chimpanzees. The correct answers were Turkey, Poland, Russia, Pakistan and South Africa. They had at least twice the infant mortality rates of Sri Lanka, South Korea, Malaysia, Vietnam and Thailand. Did you have a better result than the apes? If you, on average, have a worse result than the apes, worse than random, it means you have a skewed view of the world. The knowledge you have about the world is so poor that you do not guess but answer incorrectly. This revelation about the students as well as the professors' ignorance of the state of the world eventually led him to found the Gapminder Foundation with his son, Ulla Rosling, and Ulla's wife, Anna Rosling Ronland. The mission was to find this kind of ignorance and counteract it by communicating facts to all the people who wouldn't read boring spreadsheets full of statistics. Gapminder has tested the populations of several countries, now with 12 questions and three options for each question. A chimpanzee would get four out of 12 right. In the 2017 test, only 10% had better results than the apes. 90% would get better results if they did not read the questions but picked the answers randomly. As many as 15% were wrong about every one of the 12 questions. None of them had all the right answers. Of the 14 countries where the test was conducted, South Koreans performed the best, or least poorly. They scored an average of 2.8 out of 12. Belgians were the worst, with 1.8 out of 12. The two questions that participants in all countries had the worst answers for were how many girls in low-income countries complete their schooling. The correct answer is 60%. And what has happened with extreme poverty in the last 20 years? It has halved. 
The chimpanzees didn't lose to humans for any of the 12 questions. Of the three options, the most negative answer was usually the most commonly picked. On the issue of extreme poverty, most people believed it had doubled over the past 20 years. If one does not keep track of what fantastic and rapid development humanity has had in recent decades, instead believing that things are getting worse and worse, then it is, of course, pretty natural to be pessimistic about the future. Hans Rosling tragically passed away of cancer in 2017 at just 68 years old, but he left behind a rich collection of fantastic TED Talks, funny interviews, the book Factfulness, the Gapminder Foundation that Ulla and Anna continue to steer, and a number of people inspired by him. One of these heirs is Max Rosa. He runs the site Our World in Data, which is bursting with statistics on the state of the world. In one post, Wrong About the World, he shows that more than half of those surveyed believe that the world as a whole will be worse or unchanged in the next 15 years. Developed countries usually have the largest group of pessimists. Only a few percent think the future will be better. Japan is at the bottom, closely followed by France, Belgium and Italy. It is only when you look at countries that have a lower standard of living that the optimists are in the majority. Indonesia, China, Senegal, India, Nigeria and Kenya are at the top. 68% of Kenyans believe that the world will be better in the next 15 years compared to 10% of Japanese people. When we ask people how they think their children will get on financially in the future, we see the same pattern. In countries with the highest living standards, few parents believe in a bright future for their children. Only Israelis fall on the positive side, with 51% believing their children will be better off. South Koreans are close behind, with 43% optimists. In France, 14%, Italy, 15%, and Japan, 18%, it is noticeably more pessimistic. But in countries with lower standards of living, optimism is almost universal. 91% in Vietnam, 88% in China, 84% in Nigeria. Ethiopia is also filled with optimists at 84%. If my inner image was still true, the optimism of the inhabitants would of course have been much lower. It is often these mental pictures that shape our view of a country or the world. The famines in Ethiopia were often on television when I was a kid. The horrible images of children with swollen stomachs, too tired to wipe away the flies that crept around their faces, were etched into my brain. I now know that Ethiopia is no longer the country I remember, but it is because I have read and listened to Hans Rosling, Johann Norberg, Max Rosa and others, rather than because I got another impression of Ethiopia through TV or the media. There is a clear correlation between knowledge of facts and optimism. The more you know about the state of the world and its progress, the more positive your view of the future will be. In the same survey as above, where people were asked about their views on development over the next 15 years, their knowledge of the world was also measured. Those who had zero correct answers about the state of the world were the greatest pessimists about its future. Only 17% of that group thought the world would be better, 
compared to 62% of the group that had the highest number of correct answers. It makes sense. If you think the world is getting worse, and you are maybe convinced that it has been so for a long time, why would it suddenly get so much better in the next 15 years? And if you can see what great progress has been made over a long period of time, especially in recent decades, then it is reasonable to assume that this can continue. The solution to irrational pessimism should then be to offer these people facts about the world, and they will become more optimistic about the future. I think that this is part of the solution, but unfortunately not the only answer. If we were simply logical processing machines, then it would be enough to input correct facts and generate a more optimistic outlook. But we are not logical processing machines. We are affected by so much more than logic. Facts form the basis of an optimistic message, and the good news is that we do not need to put a positive spin on something that is really bad. That the world is getting better in so many areas is a powerful argument in itself but it stands against the images and impressions people are provided with in everyday life.